What is up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Deja Vu podcast. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy, Travis. Um, you know, sometimes you have technical difficulties and lose a whole episode. It does, That's fun. It does occasionally happen. Uh, we, we had an award-winning episode. I was going to send it in to... You know, maybe the, whatever the podcast uh, awards are. The I Daytime Emmy Podcast Awards. The Daytime Emmy Podcast Awards. I'm gonna send it, I was going to send it in for a Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> I thought we might have solved some some issues on that podcast. Nobody's going to hear me sing. I think I sang in the last episode. You did, and it, it was incredible. Yeah. Like, it was amazing, your singing voice. And we'll never get that again. I did the song from Step Brothers, just so everybody knows. <laughs> it was... And we heard it again, and we just were like, let's just do it. We're just going to do got, it. Got the, the voice of Fergie and Jesus. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this week, we'll talk about four episodes <laughs> instead of just two. We're going to talk about We're... like three and a half, I think. Uh, yes. We have yeah. the notorious third episode of this season, which is uh, the, I think, hands down consensus worst episode of the sh- of the series so let me uh read what adam seppen alan seppenwall alan seppenwall has in his book about uh the episode christopher and maybe that will uh kind of give you an idea he writes masterpieces have flaw masterpieces can have flaws the white album has honey pie the godfather franchise has three and the sopranos has christopher <laughs> Um, so so it, he's being very nice. It was the but, this is crazy. So the first episode we're going to talk about the premiere was the most watched episode right. of HBO, like mm-hmm. of any HBO show until uh the last episode of Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. So the highest rated uh episode of Sopranos clearly at the time. Well, episode 3 is the lowest rated really? of all time. Kind of crazy. How does that work though? Because no one's expecting it to be bad. Right. I didn't. When they see it, I don't understand. It's... See, I never get ratings because it's like, j- just because it's, I, I guess, just because it's a like, bad show, or just because it's a bad show doesn't mean it's going to get bad ratings. You would expect episode four to be the lowest. Yeah. Right after this yeah. episode. Yeah. Maybe That's the people weird. got real offended about the uh, fat jokes in episode two. <laughs> They got very offended by the yeah the mole joke. Yeah, that that's always odd. And, and I'm I'm thinking you know in, in the streaming world we're in that <laughs> maybe it was just downloads, but I, but that wasn't a thing back then no. at all. Like, nope. I don't I don't know how that works. Kind of weird. I mean, H, you had to pay for HBO, right? And it aired when it right. aired, right? Yeah. So it, it, that's weird. Yeah, so maybe the only thing I can think of is. Maybe people thinking three two weeks in that the show is a little too depressing to watch now. <laughs> yeah, so, so we do need to talk about that about yes. the air of nine eleven hanging over the show in this season. I think that's probably what we'll mainly talk about with the first two episodes because you know we, we got four to talk about. There's it it uh. <sighs> We mentioned, I think the main thing we really kind of wanted to discuss with this show was the how 9-11 affected it. Because this, you know, it is a show based in New Jersey. 
It is very much a show uh, about New York and New Jersey. Mm-hmm. I know if you live there, you'll probably you know, have debates about New York, New Jersey, all that. But it's a show very close to that. It's a show that deals with mental health. It's a show that deals with depression, all these different uh, themes. <laughs> Generic. Right. And, you know, and, stuff, and, car stuff. Yeah, stuff, car stuff. And, and it also, like, between the three between the six seasons 9-11 happens and there was a, a year and a half gap and then what we get in the first two episodes is very much a product of being right after 9-11 yeah i mean there's just a there's a thickness of sadness um uncertainty, uncertainty. Uh, this is uh, these episodes you're seeing the first time. Maybe Tony's not taking taking it in the business shorts quite as much as his underlings are, but there's definitely pressure for the first time really to earn, like not just earn because that's what you do, but because t- times are tough. You know, and right. the, is it the first episode that uh, it was? Yeah. So Tony has this big capo meeting with all of his dudes, right? And he's just really ripping into them because they're not out there earning. And he's saying that he's, you know, he's ashamed. And he asks Sill, hey, what are the two industries that have have traditionally been recession-proof throughout the history of time? And he was like, some aspects of the entertainment business in our thing. So, like... This is the not only the first time Tony's dealing with this, but it's the first time like the family is dealing with anything like this, and it's not just nine eleven; it's the after effects of nine eleven. And then also, let's not forget that this uh, the season premiered four days after the one year anniversary. Man, yeah, you could feel it, <clears throat> and it, you know, and it's the also uh, interesting. I guess, you know, if this, let's say the show was about this era in time versus it being made in this era in time, because they don't really mention 9-11. They mention the World Trade Center once in that very funny scene with Bobby talking about the, about Nostradamus and the yeah. hunchback in Notre Dame and the, and the quarter. It's very funny. That's a very Soprano scene right, right there. Yeah. It's a, yeah, that's. And I and I think I remember before I'd seen the episode hearing that on like a some probably a like daily show like where they're gonna you know have one of the char- one of the characters or one of the actors on or something. I remember hearing that somewhere that it was going to be mentioned or that it's <clears throat> not mentioned. Just that like like you know when uh, an actor will come on and promote a movie yeah. or they'll introduce an actor and they'll play like a scene from the show or the movie sure. they're in. It was like that. Okay. It's like, oh yeah, hey, uh, it's uh, whatever the actor's name is, and they play that scene, and very funny. Come on, I'll see, you know, yeah. it's kinda, you know what I'm talking about. Because most of the time, it's not directly referenced. You know, they talk about, uh, you know, the no. way things are now, or right, uh, and and just the mood is yes. gloomy, and people talk about, you know, it's it's tough times now. People are are very unsure, and Tony talks to Melfi, and things are just unsure. Also, the timeline's kind of weird. It's not really worth talking about it too much, but. Uh, I guess you know, there's been there's kind of uncertainty on the how time has passed mm-hmm. because uh, I think kind of the kids being in school contradicts with how much time has really passed contradicts with um, what was the other thing that kind of contradicted it that I mentioned beforehand because I mean we got 
uh, the trial coming up for Junior. We got, oh, yeah, the FBI stuff. And, like, I guess that had only been a few months. Oh, with yeah. The FBI. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, so, picking up on some of the other themes from this episode, one of them is uh, Christopher and his dealings, and then also uh, his girlfriend, Adriana, and her uh, new BFF, Danielle, who is actually an FBI agent. Um, and Chris is on, not on to her, but he's definitely nervous about her. He's sus- he's suspicious, but for the wrong. He, yeah, he, he's he's great to be suspicious, but he's suspicious for the wrong reasons. Right, and he, yeah, you know, he's got a lot going on himself. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he's definitely back into the heroin. He's he's a little butthurt that Tony's being mean to him all the time. Of course, we find out later that why he's doing why it. he's doing it. He's been grooming Chris to be his blood relation, the go between. He tells mm-hmm. Melfi, "There's two two uh, two outcomes for a guy like me, and this is one of the first time or one of the most candid times Tony's ever talked to Melfi." You know, there are a lot of times where it's like you kind of pick things in real life, and I, I kind of feel for tony in a way where he's like well let me pick the guy i feel the closest to in reality the guy is probably a big fuck up mm-hmm. and he doesn't know it right. like i've been in that situation where it's like okay who do i put my trust into to do this job right or to do this thing i really trust this guy i think this guy is a good dude oh he fucked up that's not good and so it's going to be tough to to kind of know see what people are you know what they're doing you know like because you know Christopher's yeah. all fucked up on drugs and now he's got this Adriana thing going on and he just killed it's, who he thinks is da- is his dad's murderer very, and, and like you brought it up and I didn't even realize it but you said it was very clockwork orangey and yeah. yeah it's very creepy almost the, the way he goes about it he went about it differently than like any mob hit you know what I mean yeah like, it's it was not quick it was not pretty it seemed like something out of Dexter more than yeah. uh, Sopranos. For sure. Yeah. Or, you know, any type of Serial like killer, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Um, but I thought, I, yeah, I thought it was very clockwork orangey the way, the way mm-hmm. that scene played out, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the other threads from this episode that we see carry through the next few episodes is Carmella. She, yeah. uh, this is another product of 9-11. She's gotten real into uh, retirement, I guess, and wants to make sure everybody... Yeah, finances. Yeah, finances. And they have... Let's see, I think they... Do they have the argument in this episode? Yeah, the, the first episode was the argument. And it's like a real big one, too. Like, it, they don't have a cordial conversation from beginning to end in these four episodes. No. Like, at all. They're not doing great. I think Carmella... They've never had a cordial no. conversation. <laughs> I think Carmella, like, for every season, she's in this, like, circle of being unhappy, trying to fill it with church and men and food and her and kids money. and money and presents and, and yeah. not being able to fill it and then searches for why she's unhappy only to come back around to that it's Tony. And she gets told a hundred times yeah, she knows, why she's but unhappy. She, you know, then she decides, like, this is the decision I've made. I'm making my yeah. bed with Tony. And, uh, you know, you deal with it. And all the things that make me happy are still here. But mm-hmm. 
it doesn't work like that. Like those things that are making you unhappy when it's like your spouse, Mm -hmm. it's going to cause this constant depression that she seems to go in and out of throughout the seasons. Mm-hmm. But that's also what makes her such a great character, too, you know, is that she can yeah. be multi- multifaceted and evolved throughout a season. Yeah, and the fact that she, I think, I think, because I always, you know, think of Skylar in Breaking Bad. And I feel bad for that character because I just feel like she's doing what a normal person in that situation would be doing. But the fact that we have all the information makes her annoying. Carmela has all the information she needs, and she's making her own bed. Exactly. And, yeah. I mean, last season when she had, she finally, you know, she's had people hint at what she should do. She's had yeah. people, like, placate. To- I mean, the, to- that therapist told her straight out right. what she needs to do. Like, And she even, like, restated in a way, restated it in a way that was more comfortable to her. Yeah. And he was like, no, you're not, you, you're not hearing what I'm saying. I said, what I say? I said to leave. Take your right. ch- your children, what's left of them, and leave. Mm-hmm. And uh, she she made her decision right there, but it's clearly still eating at her. Um, and as Tony gets more and more uh, dismissive, uh, paranoid, paranoid, yeah. oh. and dismissive about the money, which he's no longer hiding in the house, but it is in the duck seed. And he seems it's everywhere. And he seems to be doing okay. Despite what he's telling folks throughout these next few episodes, well, he says, yeah, he has money and and offshore, offshore but it doesn't look like it if he's just hiding mm-hmm. it in his seed. Yeah, you know? if you're hiding money in seed, I don't know that you have money in offshore accounts. Yeah, <laughs> that might be the line. Right. <clears throat> um. Let's see. I want to make sure we hit all the good threads here. Ralphie and Janice are together, like doing weird stuff they get weirder very weird stuff they get weirder by episode i think episode Look, three is where he's I'm getting not gonna, i'm not gonna kink shame no but, but that's uh he kink shamed himself in the fourth episode dude that's that was fucking weird was so that's weird. like he kind of i think he was like you guys think that's all right right he's uh, testing it, like it to see what they thought yeah, yeah <laughs> testing it out just to see that's hilarious <laughs> Jeez, uh, and then that the, guy is fucked up. And then I think the the other thread is out of Junior's camp. There's uh, a nurse that he's been flirting with, right? That is leaving the hospital, and then they get word that there was an informant, in, or not hospital, the doctor's office, and then they get word yeah. that an an informant is leaving what they think is the doctor's office, but we're not totally sure because in episode two, um. Danielle gets made, yeah. so it's possible that they were misinformed. But I'm not also yeah. not certain if the timeline of those things work out for that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not quite sure because she wouldn't have anything on Junior. No, but they could. I mean, I suppose they could have just heard that, like the information could have been mixed up. That an informant right. came off the street and they heard the office or something like that. Right. Right. But I, I, again, the time the timeline doesn't necessarily matter. There just could be mm-hmm. another informant in Junior's office, and he, you know, that does. He says something that comes back around to the second episode um, that he was going to have to look at that nurse in the eye, and mm-hmm. like and, uh, across from her in in court, knowing that she was a police officer. And then in the second episode, we kind of get a preview of what that looks like when adriana is sitting in front of what she thought was her best friend but is actually mm. an fbi agent and she yaks everywhere yeah. <laughs> so gross and so like 
chunky. I've never, I've never projectile vomited like that in my entire life. No. I've had some drunk moments where it's been like kind of just, you know, just keeps coming, but. Not out of nervousness. No, not out of nervousness. No. <laughs> not when pressured about jail. No. No. She, I've never been pressured about jail, but no. No, and she definitely got kind of, I, st- I still don't know. I think I made this joke in our last podcast, but I do, I still don't know, know the kid's name for making a murder. Is it Dylan? Oh, yeah, yeah. You'll find it. Making a murder kid. Please give me this kid's name because he she gets him mm. so bad. Like basically just gets talked into that she's going to jail. And uh Brendan Brendan Dassey. Brendan Dassey. I knew it was some dopey ass name like Brendan. Okay. Uh yeah, so she kind of gets Brendaned in the in the police uh the police department after they pick her up. Yeah. Just sort of, sort of talked into that you're about to go to prison, so you better cooperate. Doesn't even get a lawyer. No, she doesn't know. do it. She brought her dog. No. Yeah, she's not too bright. No. But I feel bad for her because, I mean, like that must be devastating, right? You know? To like, and she had just and she told her, yeah, like really personal information. Yeah, like just put her trust in in her. She's been defending her to Christopher. Mm-hmm. It's probably a little better post Christopher trying to bang both of them at the same time. Okay, you gotta shoot your shot. Yeah, I mean, you know? he, did, he and he thought she was a lesbian, so that he thought there was at least a chance that maybe that yeah. she would just be like cool with him hanging around while it was happening. Right. Uh, she was not, not at all. She didn't want to do his drugs either. No. She uh she d- was married to Will Arnett though. Oh yeah, chubby yeah. young Will Arnett. Yeah, not funny in this. This is so, my I don't favorite know. Will Depending Arnett. Depending on some people, yeah, this is my favorite. He's not funny appearance ever. <laughs> by Will Arnett ever. He's got like three he's, lines. <laughs> yeah, I, he is good in doses. He's fine in doses. He's great in rest of development. Yeah, he's, he's good as a, a side. You can't deny the greatness of Will Arnett and Franklin. <laughs> I just don't enjoy Will Arnett at all. Like he was easily my least favorite part of Arrested Development. Oh yeah, not even close. Yeah. Wow, I really, yeah. I, and I, I don't. He's just so animated. I can't take it. I do not enjoy him. Come on, I don't enjoy him. Come on. Oh man. All right. It's all. It's fine. I don't. I don't. I don't like him in big doses. Yeah. I like him in that. That role was great. He's got a lot going on. Yeah. He's got a lot of bits going on. He's big in. He's like a. He's he's a human Muppet. He's big into Legos. <laughs> yeah. He's just a human Muppet. He's got the he really eyebrows is. of a Muppet. Yeah. Yeah. I. I just need Frank Oz just working him from behind. <laughs> Okay. Oh, sorry. Look, okay. I just right. said something and you took it in the weird way. <sighs> well, who you know who else likes to get it work from behind? Ralphie. Yeah. Um, Ralphie. <laughs> Ralphie's an odd dude because like he's cheating on like his wife or fiance one Rosalie right. with Janice, who he apparently spends enough time over there to be cutting his toenails in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. So is he he's just cheating to have another wife. I don't think they're married, but yes, they're practical. They're like domestic yes. partners yes. at this point. Yeah. And he's just that that seems like an inefficient use of your time. Like right. that's not even a traditional gumar, which I found out is spelled uh with a C at the beginning. Uh Kumar. With only one O. And it's okay. like Cormare or something like that. Or Kumar. Kumar, Kumar, Kumar. Kumar. I saw Harold it earlier Kumar. today. 
I saw it today. Definitely starts with a C. Okay. <laughs> kind of how like uh, Gabagool gets a G, and but it's actually a C. A Cabacool. Cabacool. Capicola. I I ran out of Capicola this weekend. Oh no! It was a big, big sad thing. Well, did you ask your wife where's the Capicola? Where's the Gabagool? No, I. W- hey, no, you. Hey, yell out the door to your wife. Where's the Gabagool? Do it right now. <laughs> Say hey, your wife's name. Where's the Gabagool? He's doing hey, it right Katie, now. Katie, where's the Gabagool? Shut the door loud. She didn't <laughs> like that. She didn't. She just kind of gave me a mean face. Did she throw a steak at you? I hope I hope that doesn't hurt me later. Did she throw a steak at you? <laughs> she threw a whole roast beef at me. <laughs> yeah, she did. Yeah. <laughs> no, she called. Uh, uh, she called in. Uh, what's his name to come in and do it for? Uh, Jesus Christ. Ralphie. No, the joke would have been funnier if I could remember his name, wouldn't it? No. Uh, yeah. Boardwalk Empire. Nucky, 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 yeah. See, you can't remember his name either. What's wrong with oh, us? Jesus. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm tired. Uh, Steve Buscemi. Steve That's Buscemi. You thank, you. Yeah. thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, that joke would have been funnier if we had remembered his name, which I've said it about a million times in this thing, so I don't know why I forgot. <clears throat> uh, let's see here. Tony does discover Ralph and Janice in this episode, and he's about as disgusted as we are. Uh, Ralph also makes a, a little joke about Johnny Sack's wife. Yeah, that that's sort of the through line through these next few episodes. I and... am incredibly impressed that they turned that throwaway line into moving it from the table with <laughs> all the guys there to Polly to Johnny in the next, I guess that's in the yeah. next episode, to then he gets so mad that he wants to kill Ralph. That's that's a good that's a good story. That's a good third through line right there. It's pretty the awesome. The whole thing man. just explodes. It's pretty awesome. So, yeah, I think the main point is these first two episodes really feel the gloom and doom of 9-11. Mm-hmm. Um, and then episode three is kind of a, an odd turn. It's almost a... You know, we don't have to spend that much time on this. It is considered probably one of the worst episodes of The Sopranos. Uh, it takes a very odd turn. Uh, I guess The Sopranos were really stoked about Columbus, Travis. Who is stoked? I, I Was this a big deal back then or what? I had no idea. So, I, I don't know. I, I think a lot of this may be... Maybe if we were, like, living in the time, we would have seen, like, articles about the Sopranos, maybe about you, Italian representation. You know, now that I'm thinking about it, there's a scene in Big Daddy where they, like, he's teaching him about Christopher I remember Columbus. remember that, yeah. And they're watching a movie about Christopher Columbus. And I remember even then thinking as a kid, like, it's a big deal about Christopher Columbus. Why is this guy so excited about it? Maybe it's just a big deal in the Northeast and we don't know about it. It might be. might be. It might be a big deal up there because that's, you know, you have Ellis. I don't know, but he didn't discover the Northeast. He didn't really discover anything. Yeah, he's kind of a bad guy, not a, right? Not like, a good dude at all. But but the Sopranos are really stoked about Columbus, Travis. Well, Silvio is. Um, and I think this was originally supposed to be a poly. But we discussed the reason that Polly is in jail. We didn't actually was because oh yeah, we discussed that on our dead one <laughs> is that um uh, the actor C- C- Cicero 
uh, had back surgery. Right. And so these first few episodes, he's in. Pr- they had to just like kind of keep him in one place. So they, you know, had him be in jail. So I like that he, they uh, continued. Um, like they, they still, like they still kept his storyline that was left off on last season because it was such a throwaway line. Or such yeah. a throwaway scene at the, you know, in the, I think it was in the finale when they talked in person. It was, yeah. That, like, mm-hmm. that could have not reared its head until Sirico was, like, healthy and ready to come back and they could have just played it off. But I really like the way they did it, putting him in, in jail and, like, adding to his his annoyance with, uh, with Tony yeah. and wanting to, like, start some shit, you know? It shows a passage of time, too. It shows that time has passed, some stuff has happened. Yep. That we haven't seen. Mm-hmm. And that kind of goes into me, even the show itself. Like, I mean, we talk about the finale finale. Like, if you don't believe... If you don't believe that Tony died at the end, you could just believe, like, hey, that just sometimes things end. Mm-hmm. And we just... It just ended. Yeah. It and also... Kind of, you know, um, at least with Polly, it just kind of... It brings us... It, it also helps you understand, I guess, where Silvio is coming from. Because he was getting a little... Uh, jealous in the last episode because of Chris's ascendance up to acting capo of uh, whose crew was that uh, of Polly's crew yeah and like you can just see the ranks around Tony are mm-hmm. getting frustrated with him even and- though they're trying to be understanding with what he's where he's coming from and we we discussed on our podcast will never air that uh the sort of the um hierarchy and they actually kind of uh it, it spelled it out a little bit in this one they where, did yeah uh so silvio is the conciliaire yeah right yeah and that's sort of the second hand guy so there's the... a boss and underboss and the conciliaire is underneath the underboss right and what we so technically tony is the underboss technically he's acting boss <laughs> junior is the boss mm-hmm. which is why he gets phoned into episode four here right uh and then silvio is below him and then the capos are below that right so right. silvio is like his lieutenant which it still is weird that i still don't really 100 percent understand why silvio was jealous i i think it's because he's seeing him quickly rise up the ranks yeah. and thinks that he might be usurped yeah eventually passed by which yeah he's kind of right Yes, that's that's Tony's plan. He talked to Melfi about that, saying, "Hey, it's about blood right now, and I'm grooming my nephew, who really is not even his nephew. It's like kind of a distant relation. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's actually his cousin. Yeah, technically, but yeah, something the age like that. difference. It's his nephew. I think. I think so the only thing that we didn't discuss from from that second episode was Meadows' right. thing, where she like calls Tony out." Again on yes. the mob thing, and he gets more aggressive than we've probably ever seen him yes. towards. A, I don't know about a his woman. children. His children for sure. Yeah, I don't know. He slaps AJ, slaps the shit out of AJ pretty good. Last well, that time, that last was time. like that, that was like maybe uh, too far parenting. This was like this is mobster Tony coming out right. Yeah, here. like showing yeah. her what it is. Yeah, um, and she's she's now all woke. She's yeah. become woke. I liked. I liked also thing. in that second episode the like, all the construction stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we have more of like the inner workings of the kind of the construction. Yeah. And, like the no show jobs where like they're right. they're collecting a paycheck, not doing anything, but they're just like mm-hmm. collecting the money that they're owed for the whatever. Right. Yeah. 
Uh, okay, now it's we're... It's called being an overnight board up. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Hey! Yes. Uh, okay, okay. That was. I just wanted to get those two things out on episode yes. two. Yes, yes. Before we move it any further through uh, three here. So, I, uh, my roommate brought up a good point. Uh, I was talking to him about sort of this idea that, I mean that uh these these the the mafia is so obsessed with their culture mm-hmm. you know like like so obsessed that they're gonna you know this whole episode and is just like a bunch of different people of different cultures fighting each other because they feel like they've been more oppressed right i mean you had that scene with montel williams and mm-hmm. i assume two other luminaries of their day Mm-hmm. basically arguing that exact thing right uh and i i almost wonder if that like that particular scene like just in general of watching it how people felt about the characters then and how they feel about it now because like i feel about it now and i watch it and i see like carmilla and tony be disgusted with what's going on on television yeah. and they turn it <laughs> off and i'm like boy i don't know i'm kind of on the, i'm kind of on montel's side on this one yeah, it's it's yeah, interesting. I mean, it well, like first of all, they're they're white, hundred percent. Like, like it, it, it's again, and and the northeast. I mean, the audience it, receiving it's it. Maybe you know what I mean. Like, yes, as yes. A, as somebody watching it, I right. wonder if somebody watching it in two thousand two, how different those eyes were. Like, would they have thought anything of Carmela? Like, ugh that's enough of this you know like would they have thought anything of it or would it just be like oh okay they're just i see what you're uh, saying they're just maybe doing a racist thing here you know what i mean yeah yeah where you like kind of look at it differently where it's like do you think it's it was more justifiable maybe back then for carmela to be upset than it is now are you saying maybe or like that they mm-hmm. would be able to maybe that there are more people that you could justify it to Mm-hmm. Or like there are more people watching it then that would have the same reaction as Carmela and Tony of why are we talking about this on TV mm-hmm. versus now where we're like whoa 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 are we are we shutting down the black guy here what's going on mm-hmm. this yeah. it sounded like two white guys shouting down a black guy and now you're turning the TV off this isn't cool yeah you know what I mean uh-huh. I just wonder I, like it's it, it's a way deeper discussion that we're even close to here to have. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it is yeah. very interesting how, and I mean, we talk about it a lot in this show where they're like, there are things that are borderline maybe couldn't do today on television, even in their well, like. They've they've had better versions of this episode though. Oh, that, that actually did. Yeah. You know, like uh, in the first season, they had two the the I forgot what it was titled the the Tennessee Montesanti one. Yeah. And uh, and it, where it was like kind of went into Melfi and her husband mm-hmm. and, and and then there was the hit is a hit where it went into sort of uh, uh, the rapper and and, mm-hmm. and uh, him getting they them getting effed by Hess and Hess saying hey we Jews we yep. we got fucked before you guys got fucked and the you know it, the whole deal and that was done better and you also had like better scenes like Tony going to the country club. Like that was fun. That right. was a fun scene. This, none of the stuff in this episode, except for like a couple things have anything to do with the plot. It's not done very well. It's, um, it's just being a dead horse. I, I, I really am getting tired of all the, 
Italian American, I'm oppressed stuff. And I think what the conversation I had with my roommate was interesting. And we don't think of the mafia as an extremist group, mm-hmm. you know, because it's it's been romanticized in TV right. and movies. It's, but I mean, it's in line with the KKK, with with uh, you know the Taliban, with uh, fundamentalist Christians, with like like they get far far fundamentalist you know fundamentalist right, yeah. Christians. I mean, they're all the same where they are sticking to their own kind and they're xenophobic and they're racist because their whole idea is we stick with our own kind and we defend our own kind and we're not going to let any outsiders in. And so that's that's why it's so much like this with, with these mobsters because they're very much about their own kind. Right. Yeah. And I and I get I guess I you know like I get being super prideful about your heritage and whatnot I totally mm-hmm. understand that, but then to like do what Silvio does in this episode and what it's talked yes. about is to like you know like compare it to I'm just like compare any of our white people existence to the African American existence or any anybody from African descent that came from uh, slave descent like it's it's ignorant to make that that case. And I feel like Tony's monologue at the end of the episode, or when he's drive, when they're driving and arguing with Silvio, is almost like that's om- that was like my commentary on the whole thing. It's like right. shut the fuck up, yeah. stop with all this victimization. You're a white dude. Like you didn't get here because you're Italian. You got here because you're smart and you do what you do and you're good at your job. Like shut up with all this. I'm right. sitting. It was almost like Tony Soprano commenting on the episode. Yeah, of, like we just wasted all this time with all this bullshit that we've not only done before, done it in better ways, and most of this was all stupid. Like seriously, Iron Eyes Cody, that is the dumbest scene in this show, right? That's gotta be. Yeah, Ralph like unrolls this stupid poster of Iron Eyes Cody. Like I didn't even because like isn't that common knowledge I about he wasn't was. Native American? That's the other thing is like since we're watching this show twenty years after it, yeah, and I don't I know so, what's yeah. common knowledge then versus right. now. You know, yeah, we're very woke now, Trey. We know everything. We are, we do. Um, yeah, I mean, so Silvio, Silvio's like leading this this. I don't I don't even know what the, a, a protest breakup about Columbus. He recruits... Uh, Very stoked about Columbus. Super stoked about Columbus. He recruits Artie <laughs> to go on this... to like Everybody break it up. was there. and Yeah, it was so such a weird scene. Oh, uh, my favorite line, though, was uh, Mussolini was Hitler's bitch. Yeah, yeah, that was really funny. That, <laughs> that, that was, was funny. funny. That was good. Uh, and then you have Carmela going to this, like, Italian pride luncheon... Yeah, which is kind that of that was weird. A side note: that's a waste of time. It brought like. yeah, it brought Father Phil back to us just to get chastised about yeah. letting some lady come in there and talk mean about the mob wives. I I don't know, man. The the, the all of the race stuff in here was a waste of time. Like you said, I agree. We've done it before. Um, this just felt like a new way to do it with Native Americans. Hmm. You know, and, and, and I guess to shine some light on that the like heads of the tribes are really terrible people and maybe not full on Native American. Yeah, we got the, the chief who is barely qualifying as a chief. Right. He looked like yeah. Brad Pitt. Right. The Brad Pitt of the Navajo. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
we do have Bobby Bacala's wife mm. uh, dying in this, and I thought it was pretty tragic that. And, and and you know, and I thought of the you know the line uh, the the one-eyed man is oh in the land of the blind the one-eyed man is king. I feel that way about about Bobby compared to like all the other and maybe Johnny Sachs is is there too but mm-hmm. uh, but like all the other mobsters on the show I feel like we we kind of heighten Bobby because he's a seems like a normal person right who maybe is just like just kind of fell into this shit cuz his family was involved right but well I mean the first big, intimidating guy yeah so the he, first two and a half seasons he's basically like junior chauffeur that's yeah like it does seem like he kind of like maybe his dad was in it and like he's not like the most intelligent dude right and they kind of take care of him and let him do some things but he's clearly got some chops you know i mean he's been promoted to junior's acting boss and Mm -hmm. we've gotten uh, like the last what would you say since the beginning of last season Maybe halfway through last season until now, we, like they have just they have utilized Bobby in so many mm-hmm. great ways, and he's sort of you know like because he's also the most moral. He's doesn't he's not violent. Yep. He uh, he doesn't have a gumar. Like they, they actually make fun of him because he doesn't have one. Yep. So like and and the way he reacts to his wife's death, and I'm thinking like if this was just a show about regular people. It would just be a normal reaction, right. but to in this show, it's it's like wow, this guy's a really good dude, and so it's like it's sort of a weird heightened like virtue, virtue, I guess. Or, well, and it or, makes it a lot more to use a really pretentious term, lived in. Yes. yes. Um, oh, yes, yes, yes. Like guy that's upset that his wife died. Sure. Like, that's been done a million times on TV, but what hasn't been done a million times on TV? Not only was he mad at his wife when she died, but he was sit- he was complaining about the traffic, about the right. accident that she was in. Like, the levels of that, just yeah, yeah, it yeah, just yeah. takes it to a whole... Like, it's so specific that you feel like you know that guy. Yeah, uh, the whole traffic thing kind of was an extra... Very sad note to the whole whole deal. Crazy man. Um, Let's see. Okay, (laughs) so let's talk about the good parts outside. Like I thought the the Bobby part was really good, but let's get to the Johnny Sacks. And that yeah, that'll lead us into the episode. Right, Johnny Sacks and uh, the Ralphie thing. So number one, uh, Ralphie is leaving Rosalie, and I just want to say this. Yeah, I, I have not thought that Rosalie has been attractive for one second in this show until she's sitting on that bed yeah pissed off yeah like when she starts screech it's like she's like one of those ladies that she's like the one percent of women that the only time they look just their absolute best is when they're fucking pissed and I don't know what it was but she looked younger. She looked more more virile. She looked like she could have ten more children. Uh, wow! She just Jeez. looked amazing, man. I was, I was, uh, I really. Maybe it was that she was kicking Ralph out. Yeah, but or not really. Just like really ripping into him after he like quits on the whole thing. But man, she looked good screaming at him. Uh, but she's leaving. He's leaving Rosalie. So that he you know, you get- know what? Rosalie had a good 
line that she said, death is surrounding me, which is sort of the whole show. Oh, like, yeah. The whole show is death surrounds you. Yeah. Yeah. Despite these first four episodes having an extreme lack of death yeah. compared to previous seasons. Mm-hmm. I think that's another uh, long-term effect of 9-11 of, like, let's make this thing darker and more depressing, but maybe less death. Probably don't yeah. need a ton of people dying at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, Ralphie is leaving Rosalie so that he can go get pegged by Janice. What was more weird? The fact that he was getting pegged by Janice, who was pretending to be his pimp, or the <laughs> fact that he had a Rocky-themed ringtone? <laughs> <laughs> All of it was weird. Yeah. Every every bit of it was weird. Um, it, it's... It, you know, and I, I, this is kind of related. So they break up after Janice has, uh, everybody's in therapy now. Oh yeah. She's got a therapist that kind of buys into her bullshit. She, and, yeah. and she's about, I'm starting to get a little annoyed with the the portrayal of therapists. Cause we, we talked about this in the, uh, f- forever fabled lost episode of Deja Vu, Deja yeah. Vu that like, they're doing a good job of like, showing that not every therapist is the exact same and not every... Meadow went to a therapist right she was sort of loosey goosey she didn't say what she wanted to say or she she didn't say what that the she said what a teenager would want to hear yeah exactly and that's kind of what um which by the way this lady is tim van patten's wife or tim van patten's sister one of the he's a regular director on does have a sister doesn't have a sister um does have a sister um well, son of a bitch, lost where I was going. Full train of thought just oh, went no. right out of my head. You're talking about how uh, you're annoyed with the betrayals oh, of the therapist. Yes, thank you, thank you. Um, I'm starting to get a little annoyed that Melfi seems to be the only one equipped to actually help people. Yeah. The rest of them seem to either placate their their patients or give them bad advice. Mm-hmm. So that's. I think Melfi's therapist is all right. I think he's a big wiener, though. <laughs> yeah, he does have that little interaction with Tony, doesn't he? God, and he's like, you know, I feared for my... Dude, you were, like, on you his ass. You were being ass. the dick. You he was being, the, being dick. the dick. Now, Tony could have gotten over to the right a little bit. That's Yeah, he could have. But he, he was also only but... walking, like, four cars down. Yeah, like, dude, he was on his... Look... And look, me, if someone's on my ass like that, I'm not fucking moving. No, no. you wait, sir. I, you know what? I'm an asshole when I park because I'm the guy that will, if I'm getting in my car and someone's waiting, I will take my good damn time oh, to get dude, out of my... in college, <laughs> it was, you know, people would be following you to your, yeah. to your parking spot. And at UTA, it's just, it, there was, at the time, there was no covered parking. It was just a yeah. big, giant parking spot, parking lot. Mm-hmm. And people would fall. And if somebody followed me for more than like two minutes, I'm sorry, man. I'm just going to sit in my car. I live yeah. here now. You're going to have to find a different spot. You're not getting to Yeah. Now I'm going to get comfortable. I'm going to look at my phone and check some messages and yeah. do my thing. Yeah. You, you can wait. If you really you want wait. the spot, you can wait. You can wait. You'll, you'll hang out. You'll that's hang an out. asshole move, but I don't care. No. It, 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 they started it. Yeah. They definitely exactly. started it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> so I guess the only thing left on this episode. I, I do love how he said I, he must have been a, a construction worker or something for that Tony. <laughs> right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was funny. That was funny. Feared for his life because he was 
fucking on his ass with his car and he gave him a look. He just turned like, what the fuck what are you dude? doing? It's like, oh, <clears throat> so <that> man. <laughs> Johnny does, uh, he gets a call from Polly. This is a fun episode, yeah. And uh, so this happens in the crap episode, but it does right. lead us in. And this is, by the way, episode two of this fat joke leading on. Yes. Um, so Johnny finds out through Polly that uh, Ralph made a off-color joke about the size of his wife. And in right. particular, her ass. Um, he's pretty perturbed by this, and he even demands a piece. I guess they found out about Tony getting uh, buying Junior's Junior's mm-hmm. property from him. They want a piece of that. Tony was a little upset, but he want he was okay with that. But then, when Ralph tries to say anything, <laughs> yeah, Johnny just rips him a brand new butthole for Janice to peg. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, yeah yeah there you go and uh ralphie has no idea what's no. going on he is so caught off guard because as we all remember and this will lead us right into episode four last year it was uh it was johnny playing the middleman between and he mentions that yes between tony <laughs> yeah and ralphie and now tony after finding out what's ha- what happens at the beginning of episode four, when one of Ralphie's crew gets demolished by uh, Johnny, yeah, you know, like uh, the shoes on the other foot. Is that is that what kind of an expression that we could use here? Yeah, shoes on the other foot. Shoes on the other foot. From uh, a glorious past. There we go. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. There we go. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I like that line. It's a good one. It's yeah. a good one. I just watched that a couple <clears throat> months ago. Dude, that movie is so amazing. It's awesome. I I, I'll that watch movie. that first scene just anytime it's on. I'll, like Sometimes I'll stumble upon it. I'm just like, okay, I got to watch the scene. I could just I gotta... watch the Brad Pitt scenes and be perfectly happy. Oh, yeah. Happy. I could just watch that, that first scene over and over and over again. It's so good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. There, I think, so uh, just about weekly, it seems like we either mention <laughs> Game of Thrones or Lost, Tarantino or, and Lost. Yeah. Lost is built in because that was the okay. first se- first series we did. Yeah, That's yeah. built in. That gets a pass. Right. It does. <laughs> so uh, the the wait, the wait is the name of this fourth episode, and. Uh, it's crazy because this is a really cool episode after one of the worst of all time. Yeah, it was it was fun. It was a good. Little it's a great fun. Sopranos episode. Yeah, well, you know a lot of uh, a lot of last second, um, a lot of like last second uh, decisions being made. Misdirection. Lot of misdirections. A lot of people being. I like the scene where you know he gets the call not to kill him, and then Ralphie is just sitting. With uh, in, in the elevator with the mo- with the guy who's about to kill him. Yeah, uh, I loved uh, Silvio and Christopher going to like oh, practically the uh, uh, I would call it the northeast version of like the uh, of Deliverance. Yeah, it's it like sure the that way. weirdest and like when you talk about world building, the weirdest group of hitmen. Just right? bizarre. Yeah, which apparently is really cool. blindness runs in the family. Yeah, um, one of them real nice, but seems to be a little off too. Yeah, 
just again, it felt like like something out of like Deliverance or some like you know weird backwoods, but it's northeast backwoods. You right, know? same it's kind like of deal, just Rhode Island. Yeah, weird ass place. Yeah. <clears throat> now I found all the intertwinings, just like. Johnny and Tony in this episode are kind of flip sides of each other mm-hmm. where Tony is having all of these marital issues. Uh, Johnny seems to have marriage on lock other than that his wife is hiding chocolate. Yeah. Uh, Tony, on the other hand, though, has a really re- right now has a really great relationship with his boss. Mm hmm. In Junior, Junior, who always seems when Tony does come to him for advice, has great advice yeah. and is really, you know, good about giving him good advice. Yeah, and I think that has to do with the family thing too. Is that definitely? Yeah. yeah. Whereas Johnny can't convince Carmine to do Jack S for him. I wrote down that Ralphie is the T.O. of mobsters because he's just too <laughs> valuable as an asset to cut him. You know, we can't. He makes too much money. He does makes too many plays. He's too good. We can't cut him. <laughs> he's the Randy Moss of his yes. office. Yeah, like he's just a pain in the ass, but he produces. He almost got Antonio Brown in this episode, though. <laughs> right, he did, yes. He, <laughs> he almost... almost became too uh, too expensive for his own good. Right. And, yeah, you know, and that's sort of the thing. Like, they're talking about um, a lot of this comes down to money. And if you're going to... If you're going to mess with the money coming in, then you're expendable. Right. And Johnny doesn't learn that. He doesn't know that's about to happen to him, but it's it's close to happening to Johnny Sachs. And It's always like when companies do layoffs, a lot of times they'll hit that middle management first because they're big salaries, but they're not doing a lot of the grunt work. Right. So uh, right. they're more expendable, and Johnny is making himself more expendable Every day that he goes in and complains to Carmine. Yes. And, you know, we mentioned Bobby. And, you know, Bobby loves his wife. and But it doesn't affect his job. Mm-hmm. Where, his love, where Johnny's love for his wife is very much affecting his job. He is very offended by this little joke. You know, he should be upset. But he probably is taking it a little too far. Okay. How would Tony react in the same situation? That's what I thought about. The the whole episode, I'm thinking that. How would Tony react to that? Because I think he fucking loses it. Yeah. Just out of, you know, like, the person that he is, he's going to lose his... I think he would kick their ass, I think. It would be a situation where, like, what happened with uh, the the girl that Ralphie killed last year. Yeah. Yeah. And and honestly, it probably comes down to... uh, Tony seems to be more respected than Johnny. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah, definitely. People probably wouldn't have ever... Se- but then again, I, you know, I don't I don't know how things work in those circles, but if you have a wife that looks like Ginny, maybe that hurts your respect level a bit. I mean, they were making fun of her last season and... Okay, that is, that's hilarious because, yeah. like, <laughs> Ralphie is like, when has anybody not made a joke about her? And they're yeah. like, oh, not us, not like that. No, no. There's a whole... There's a it, was worse. it was it was worse. way worse and like yeah. johnny like and tony's help like making it was like, there making yeah. jokes and like johnny walks in right after they say it yeah <laughs> so funny that's yeah. i mean that's like the whole time i was thinking this like i feel like i remembered all of them making yeah. fun of her yeah they did um 
Yeah, you know, we, we, we have the Furio stuff going on, too, which okay. kind of relates. Yeah, we kind of missed that back in, was it episode two, the first time she, yeah. uh, she started flirting with him? It's which... a weird deal where, and I think it kind of goes into, she, you know, Carmela knows what her husband does, but she mm-hmm. doesn't know everything. She knows this guy... You know he's a you know Fur- Furio, but we've seen Furio in action and like Furio is just as bad as Tony, except for he actually carries out the crimes. Yeah, right. And, and this is this is out of character for Carm because typically she goes for the complete opposite of Tony, which in well in her complete... eyes, right, he is the complete opposite. Yes, yes, of Tony. yes, yes. Like he's more refined in her eyes. Right, right. And he's very nice and uh, giving and And he's helpful. very foreign. He's, he's very got foreign. long hair. He's younger. All that. Yeah. Yeah. And you she know? gets just swept up in the moment. Thought so, it was and, weird she brought AJ with her. Did she bring AJ just to make sure she didn't bang Furio there? Yeah, something like a, hey, my kid's here, so it's sort of like permanent, you know, uh, yeah. blue balls or something. Like, hey. <laughs> it's just really getting it out there. I think... Furio's playing with fire himself because he he's, he's, he's not, not not flirting. No, no, he's definitely smitten too. But he's we also trying. know that Tony loves Furio and can. Yeah, he well, probably even gets at a the more pool at his housewarming, you know, he's just like, oh yeah, go dance with Furio. He's yeah. fine. He's not going to do shit. Exactly. Uh, yeah, and oh, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. So Carmela does say because they're trying to meet with the appraisal guy, I think, or finance guy. That's like a mm-hmm. Carmela's nephew, yeah, or cousin. I forgot. They're all related somehow. And she mentions to Tony that uh, that no, Tony says to her that uh, love is only money to you, and then she brings it right back at him. Mm-hmm. And it's true for both because we mentioned it earlier in the in this podcast. I think that. Carmella like can be bought like she gets oh, at the end of the episode she is bought with with stuff you know I think this is the first time in this episode where like it's not enough yeah you know what I mean because there's been other times where you know she's he buys her a mink coat yeah. or some new jewelry and they you know they bang like they're teenagers again um that didn't happen this time like and I don't know if it was the music playing from meadow's room that like was an earworm and really she couldn't get out of her head but yeah it didn't it didn't go that way this time she was uh she was dreaming of furio while tony fatly rolled on top of her. yeah he's a big old roly-poly that's the other part of this thing this whole episode he's eating throughout the entire episode yeah so this whole episode is about a fat wife meanwhile tony soprano is puffier than he's been at any point during this series and is constantly eating. He's yelling at his wife while he eats crumble cake or crumb cake yeah. or some shit. Like, the double standard is rife throughout this. Well, they even mentioned that double standard because, uh, you know, they John, when Johnny's talking to uh, Tony about whacking Ralphie, you know, he's like, yeah, she's had a problem with her weight. And Tony's like, yeah, well, don't, you know, I do too. Mm-hmm. And, and she goes, well, he goes, well, it's a different for women. And it's yep. very different for women. Definitely. hundred percent. It's always been different for women. And, you know, that's at the end we, you know, we, we see her, she's uh, doing the hurley and hoarding a bunch of food. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that was so funny. Cause that was, uh, that was, that, that 
scene, that one shot made me remember that I had seen this episode before. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out where I stopped the first time. But that right there, like as soon as he's walking in that room, my wife was like, what, she, did she kill herself? I'm like, nah, <laughs> pretty sure this bitch is hiding chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking horror. Yeah. And that's, yeah. The, and that's the sad part of it too is like Johnny didn't care. No. Yeah, he didn't. He's like, I like her like that. It's yeah. fine. You know, he calls her Rubenesque. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it was, yeah, it's, it's interesting to see the juxtaposition of the marriages. Definitely. Uh-huh. You know, I will say that Bobby and Johnny in these two episodes got me fucked up at my house. <laughs> my wife thinks I need to be out here defending her honor on everything. You do. You do. I've been told that when she dies, I have to jump in the grave a minimum two times. Yep. This is bullshit, man. I didn't know this was going to happen. It, that's what happens when you watch uh, watch The Sopranos. Your wife has different standards on how you need to act. This is terrible. Know? I don't know what happened. I don't like it. Maybe maybe ask her if she wants to peg you in the ass with the dildo. <laughs> I'll ask tonight. Maybe yeah, so. Yeah, ask tonight, I just, you know. I just yelled at her about Gabagool, so I don't know you if did. that's going to work out. Maybe Friday. Okay. Maybe Friday. Yeah. All right. Maybe well, on Friday. We'll be back at some point, someday, sometime. And until then, uh, this is the first four episodes of season four of The Sopranos. I'm Trey Mitchell. That's Travis. Did you have anything else? or? Uh, No, I'm not sure how... Uh... I think I pretty much pretty much had everything I wanted to. I know we there's definitely things in those first two episodes that yeah. we missed. So if there's any questions anybody has any questions? Anything that you wanted you wanted us to talk about and we didn't, we apologize. Um we're changing the way we're doing this. We changed a lot in the last ten years and I don't think you've uh I don't think any that. I don't think anybody is, honestly. No, no. Um, but we will be back. I guess we'll uh, probably Monday-ish. You'll see our next yeah. episode. Mm-hmm. Till then, we'll see it. Bye.